show, both shows were jam packed this week and it, enough to deserve his own segment on this one. So let's get into it. NXT started off real good this week. Moist. Uh, Cameron Grimes and Keith Lee. Man. Um, it was a really good match. A plus. A plus. Because but that guys did what they had to do. Yeah. Yeah. But my thing is with Grimes, every time Keith Lee would catch him, he always had something for him. That is how you build a match. So you're saying Cameron Grimes was just grimy every time Keith Lee grabbed him. Yeah. That's it. I wish this was on live so we could just cancel that image. That <laughs> that line, I mean. <laughs> no, but this match is going match. back and forward. And then what made it at the end was when um, Damian Priest took out Keith Lee. The way that Keith yeah. Lee sold that hit was funny as hell. And then Dominic died to COVID, made the save, and ended up getting a spirit bomb because Keith Lee thought he was the one that attacked him. Right. Yeah. So Which I didn't segment, get because why would you help up a guy you just attacked? He, he is probably still out of it. So <laughs> um, that's cool. None, good, good none opening the, match. Nonetheless, it was a good opening match. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I almost wish they had more time. Yeah, no, I really did. I really, I really, they could have made this a full thirty minute to forty five minute segment on, on this. Netflix. Yeah, no, it was good for what it was. It did what it was. Mm-hmm. Then, then you had a women's ladder match qualifier, uh, where Dakota Kai lost oh, to Mia Yim. Ra- Raquel match, and then Raquel came out and took out Mia. <laughs> I kind of wanted Dakota to win. Dakota's been on fire lately. Yeah, I, I, I'm surprised she didn't win. Yeah, that kind of did surprise me in, in the long run. Why did she not win? Or is there going to be a swerve in this? Who knows? Find out next time in the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh, the match was pretty fun. Um, it com- it went on at the same time as the AW women's match. So I thought it was really coincidental how both of them went on at the same time. Um, but yeah. It was kind of short. I wish it was a little bit longer. I wish, uh, but they made Dakota look strong in it, though. Yeah, I agree. It it, yeah. it 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 didn't take anything away from Dakota the loss, and then especially Raquel came out and taking out Mia Yim added a little bit to Dakota Dakota and Raquel's character. So, no complaints here. Wish it could have been longer, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, next match was Kushida versus Raul Mendoza. This match hey. was actually my favorite. Yeah. I like this match. Kashido actually, man, that when he um threw Raul and then put took him into that try to take him into that arm bar, man, that was nice. That's what I'm saying. I like this match a lot. It was pretty decent, but I don't think the crowd was into it like they were supposed to. I don't think it was Kushida's- a much smaller crowd because of the P- being at the PC. Right. Um, but yeah, it seemed like the crowd wasn't kind of re- really wasn't feeling either of these. That's guys. what I was saying on paper. I'm like, we looked at it. The match was hot. the match was badass, no question. It was just like I feel like the crowd wasn't like grasping onto it. This is supposedly where they're doing the uh, the SmackDown tomorrow as well. So yeah. it's kind of 
yeah, worrisome that the crowds are going to be like if they act like that for for any how are they going to react if, for if they have yeah, if they yeah, have yeah. a crowd yeah well i mean i would yeah i mean i'm just saying for, i'm just saying for the purposes of this match that's all i'm saying mm-hmm. yeah it, 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 i don't think the crowd was into it but at the same time i don't think the is getting over nor raul mendoza is getting over it like they need to um so i think that also played a factor into it as well um next segment was actually a continuation from raw which was charlotte and um and Rhea wasn't, ripley wasn't there a tyler breeze thing uh that was after is it after okay yeah and that's remixed yeah. <clears throat> it, it might not have been but yeah well let's discuss this and then we'll talk about that yeah. and the thing that happened with raul mendoza together um but yeah um, Charlotte came out. Uh, it looked like Rio was going to get the upper hand again. Charlotte started attacking the leg and hooked a figure four on the post. And the crowd was just, the crowd was giving it to Charlotte, but Charlotte played it well. She was like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't go here, but I made I here. made here. That was, yeah. which is true. She did make that. <laughs> she made that division for a long time. Yeah. Um, She's really, really fire segment following what happened on Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're going to get a lot of replays of it on Raw, depending on what happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, made Charlotte look like a bad bitch, and that's what they need. Yeah, and, and, and it also build, it's building up more, and I like the way they're building this up to, to WrestleMania card. So, And it actually made Rhea look like she has a weakness, so um, and they'll get her more sympathy. Yeah, yeah, and it it it, it has been real dominant so far. And for this segment to happen and actually look or make it look kind of weak, it, it it did it did it did its justice on what it needed to do. Good little segment. Um, yeah. And then and then between that, they cut backstage, and Raul Mendoza was trying to leave or putting stuff in his car, and then an SUV just sped in there and. Yeah. Two bass guys got out and just took him and kidnapped him. So, well, a couple of weeks ago on Wrestling News, I told y'all that Elio de Fantasma got signed by WWE, and Raul and him are working um, on NXT live shows. Maybe this is how you get Raul under a mask because Fantasma wears a mask. Yeah. Um, but on the live event, Fantasma's not wearing a mask, so I don't know. But I think that's where they're going with it because the two two guys that came out were wearing luchador masks. That yeah, that, yeah, that's where it came, that's where it caught my interest as well. Um, I really like what they're doing with the Latinos, though they're giving them a lot of spotlight this year. Dude, maybe Raul Mendoza is the exalted one. There you go. So he's gonna be the exalted one. Pull him from NXT and bring him to A. That's horrible. I'm telling you, AW and NXT are working hand in hand on this one, man. Hey, 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 hey. What's good for one is good hey, for all. Don't nobody's here now, lies. Angel I'm, telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, um, yeah. I'm telling you, um, Vince Russo, Vince I, Russo's spot on this one. A- NXT and AW are working hand in hand. <laughs> oh, they're not. I can't, I can't I even believe time. that one. I guess right <laughs> I can't, I can't. So, do y'all have any? Do y'all have any theories about who kidnapped Mendoza, or are y'all just gonna agree with what I said? No, I agree with what you said because I mean, there's no, I don't see any other uh, mass wrestler um, apart from Kalisto and this and Lindsay Dorado and the guys and that Mysterio. are in the party. 
Yeah, but Mysterio wouldn't kidnap him, right? Um, but Elias, I know me and you watch a lot of Impact. Uh, Phantasma had a little run at Impact where he did some amazing stuff with Daga and a lot of the a lot of the X Division guys there. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see Elio the Phantasma on um on on NXT soon. All right, and then we had another backstage promo. I don't know if our cards are a little mixed up, but we're going to talk about it. Uh, it was Austin Theory and Tyler Breeze. Austin Theory came up to Tyler Breeze and was like, man, the Performance Center makes so many people, and then you see so many failures. I'm not calling you a failure, but... Uh, <laughs> and then... Yeah, Breeze, hey, Breeze got him right back, though. Breeze took a picture, and I forgot what he said. Do you remember what he said after it? Um, it, it, it was, he looks good for a flash in the pan. Yeah, he's like, just want to take a picture of the next flash in the pan or something. Yeah. Uh, probably a fire match. Um, I don't, you can, you can open TakeOver Mania with it if you're still doing that, or you could have it on an NXT as an opener. And I think give them like 15, 20 minutes and they'll tear the house down. Oh, yeah, sure. no. And, and, and I don't know if y'all kept up with Tyler Breeze's Twitter today. He's been um, throwing shots back at people that have been critiquing him. They're like, I don't get it 10 years. Um, and still nothing to prove. And Tyler Breeze was like, I got four houses. I make good money. And also, I have a wrestling school where I get to teach people my crafts. So what do you think that's, what do you think I'm losing in here? <laughs> yeah, man. Like, he's not losing at all. He's definitely winning. Yeah. Uh, I wish Fondango wasn't hurt because the tag division is kind of, it's kind of like at a, it's like at a flat line. It's not lacking. Like, they're still having great matches, but like, under <laughs> like one or two tag teams in there. Yeah, I, I said agree. that months ago. Yeah. Um. All right. Next one was another qualifier for the women's match ladder match. Tegan Knox versus, versus Diana Perrazzo. I love seeing Diana Perrazzo on NXT TV. I, I'm a big fan of Diana Perrazzo <laughs> and Chelsea Green. Dude, her arm bar looks like so Green. dirty. It is, and she's the. That's her specialty, the Fuji, Fujimara arm bar. So. Yeah. Um. Diano is someone I know Angel probably wishes uh, AEW got because she could have easily been the face of that division. Don't you think so, Angel? Nyla Rose is a champion. Okay. Uh, anyway. Okay. But, yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, that says a lot. That says a lot, but says a little. <laughs> We're going to talk about uh, – We're going to get, like, one huge signing, and she's going to be champion for, like, three years. Yeah, it's going to be too young. They're going to get too young uh, for agency. Tulsa Tulsa Blanchard. Jesus Christ. Tessa? Tessa. uh, Tessa's committed to Impact for a long time still, I heard. Uh, I think she still has like almost a year and a half left on her contract. Um, Yeah, 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 it's a while. uh, Taya Valkyrie's contract is coming up, I think, and Jordan Gray still has a year left on hers. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Um, next, next match we got was Tegan Knox won. By the way, it was the tag, the tag title match between the Bro- UE the and the Broker Woods. This before match this, actually, uh, Eli, talk about what happened before this really quick. Velveteen Dream cut a promo from the pier or whatever. Yeah, cut a dream, yeah. cut a cut a yeah. promo on the foyer thing on top of the announcer's table, telling Adam Cole that he was he's looking to get his title. 
Yeah. And Adam Cole said, Adam Cole says, we're not scared of you. And then it made it look like he was going to come after him. And Velveteen snapped. And that's when you heard, bro. And the broker wage came out. Bro. Thinking about like Velveteen, poor guy was like hurt the very first live show. And he kind of been chasing back for the title at this point, which I like, which is pretty cool. Well, the way they brought him back was perfect, to be yeah. honest. And the way they build him up to this, even with the swerve that they did last weekend in NXT yeah. when, when the cage yeah. match, like he, he threw away the chance of winning the title, the winning the match against um against Rod, uh, Rod, Roger. Roger, Roddy and just closed the cage and took out Adam Cole. So it was perfect. And now the way that they're building this match up is – um, goes to show how good Triple H is at bu- at, at booking stuff. Yeah. Velveteen yeah. Yeah, was like, you really think I care about Roddy? Y'all are stupider than you look. I don't care about these tights, which had the face of the family on them. <laughs> and, yeah, you it led into a tag team match, which was a really fun tag team match. A couple of missed spots. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're doing them on purpose. To- <laughs> but, it was, but it was still good. Well, I think they're doing it on purpose to show like some tension between Matt Riddle and Pete Dunn because they're yeah. still a team. Yeah. So you still feel like they but don't it's have still showing it, but it's still showing at some point some of their individuality. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I, I see where you were coming from as far as the mid spot stuff. Then the Griddle Young vets ran out, um, tried to get the Brokerage to lose the title. Um, ended up. Uh, Matt Riddle ended up throwing one of the UE members, or threw Bobby Fist onto the Griddled Young Fetch, jumped on uh, jumped on him, and then you had the cool finisher, which was like a go-to-sleep, but with Pete Dunn delivering the knee um, on Kyler, Kyle O'Reilly. And, yeah, man, these guys are always hard-hitting, man. It looks like it's not a work between them four. No, they don't hold back at all. That's one thing that I like about the chemistry between UE and the Broserweights right now, especially with um with uh with Kyle O'Reilly and um and um and Matt Riddle. They don't hold back at all their hits at all. So Yeah. They're good good champions. It's a good match. Definitely I th- I think this is probably the best spot. I I think it's probably gonna lead to a threat between uh UE, the Griddle Young Vets and uh the Broserweights. Yeah, I think that's where it's leading as well, and I, I'm excited for that match because the Grizzly Young veterans are freaking badass. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I really like James Connors' look too. Yeah, I agree. Um, he looks like a star. Um, and yeah, this led to the uh, final segment. Champa coming out, and Johnny Gargano saying, "No, we're doing things my way." Tampa leaving the ring, finding him backstage. Chaos ensues. A um, couple of broken walls, a couple of bo- broken photo frames. The monster gets thrown through a window. A uh, couple of weights thrown. Um, all, all leading to them, all leading to them getting to the higher, uh, the higher um, patio place where Velveteen cut his promo. Uh, teasing one of them's going to fall off, but no one falls off. Referee James Drake getting punched by Gargano, and then all of a sudden, uh, Champa gets Gargano on his shoulders, 
and drops him like he dropped Adam Cole at War Games, like 10 feet through the table. And I love that they didn't move anything off the table, so it makes it seem like it's real. Yeah, no, it was it was a, a perfectly placed segment to build up their next match, which, you know, I ne- I'm, I can never get tired of seeing Gargano versus um, Ciampa. It's just so Her- funny. It's been a lot of matches, though, at this point. At the same I think time, it's like the fourth yeah. or fifth match that they're having, and I think this is going to be the last one because I'm I'm really thinking they're going to build to the loser leaves NXT uh, match. Yeah, I hope so. As as good as those matches are, it's kind of past the point. What what stipulation do you give it? Hell in a cell. <clears throat> I say no no holds bar. Um, You've done it already. Or um, I quit. Steel cage. I quit or either um, last man standing. Yeah. I think that I quit makes the most sense. I quit NXT. But yeah. Yeah. Because it also, it values the brand at the same time. Like, no, I want to stay here. I don't want to go to Brawl. I don't want to go to SmackDown. This is just as important. So it gives more value to the brand also. Question. Answer. Where's Finn Balor at? Uh, he went to UK. He's stuck. Yeah, he went to UK. Uh, he showed his passport in one of the backstage segments that we skipped over. Um, when they showed the whole Walter highlight reel, Finn Balor said, uh, basically, I'm coming to pay you a visit. Um, and then that's how that backstage oh. promo ended. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He was- does, Finn oh, yeah. Have- think about it. does Finn have U.S. citizenship? I think after the I think after the marriage, yeah. No, that paperwork has to be filed. Yeah, he might not even get to come back for for another month. So did you guys did you guys see Seamus' tweet? Seamus is like, I'm in Ireland. How am I supposed to come back? And they're like, NXT UK. He's like, possibility. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, hey. I mean, do, NXT do with what UK, you're given. NXT UK uh, Dublin is coming up, so. Huh? They're probably they're gonna they're gonna use whatever they can to get um a lot of the oh give me Tyler Bate give me Tyler Bate and Seamus oh my god that would be awesome yeah. Moxie was doing a show over there they canceled the whole show I think so yeah they did WWN Supercard or something yeah. yeah so I think they're canceling a lot of shows over there too WWN was the Leo Rush show. The Leo Rush was over there. Yeah, um, I forgot what the Moxley ones were called. Supercard something. Yeah, super something. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. but yeah, great episode of NXT. Fire ending, and we'll go right in. I think we all thought it was a good show, and we'll go right uh, through the Killer Cross promo and a Scarlet promo in there too. Um, and we'll go right into AEW, which opened with Angel. It did open with me. That's right. Hmm. No, it opened with the highlights, actually, from the previous week to keep people right. filled in. Uh, and then it kind of was like a soft, cold open with uh, Hangman doing a promo for who is going to be his uh, tag team partner for the night, which is one of the big mysteries. There was basically two big mysteries throughout the night, but this was one of them. And uh, kind of the Young Bucks jumped in. Hangman basically said, well, we know for sure I'm not teaming with you, pointing at Matt, I think. And then Nick... He's like, I might, I might go with you, and just walks off. The cooler, younger brother, or something. <laughs> yeah, and Matt just goes, "Please tell me you're not going to team up with him." 
kind of, and then from there we got the highlight package. But um, what do you think about the dissension there? Kind of a little bit of teasing too that hey, I work with some people, but not you. I liked it because um, later on when Matt was attacked, you don't. It didn't show <clears throat> the inner circle attacking him. Attacking uh, Matt. Yeah, it yeah. just showed them standing over him. Oh yeah. So it could have been Hangman. It was pretty cool. Could have been Raul Mendoza. It could have been. <laughs> it could have been Austin Aries. <laughs> it could have been a lot of I people. I ain't thinking it. Disco Inferno. <laughs> uh, this is going off the rails. All right, I'm just going to go ahead and move on. Uh, then we had the first match, which was uh, Cody versus uh, Ortiz. 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 Dude, this is this was fun. I wish it was Santana instead of Ortiz because I, I favor Santana a little bit more. I like Santana, but Ortiz is... He's a really interesting wrestler, Henry. Or, Ortiz is the charisma of the group, it seems, and Santana's more of the right. badass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Santana had a couple weeks back had a really hot promo that showed his charisma, but he's pretty quiet. Yeah, wrong. And uh, God dang it! Uh, during this during this match, Jake Roberts came out with uh, Lance, with Lance Archer, and I was right. <laughs> You and did. You did call it. Yeah. You did call it. Um, no. And they kind of distracted Cody. Let Ortiz get the upper hand. There was a really cool spot in this match when uh, Santana tried to get involved, and Brandy took off her belt and just whipped him in the face with it. I thought she, that was really cool. I don't think she was supposed to hit him in the face. She, she no, caught I think him right on him the spot. I think she was supposed to hit him on the on the chest. That poor poor that Gucci was, belt. It just happened a, to be where he he fell. At the spot, so it was I, pretty I, cool. I, I, and I think at a, at a moment's glance, I think I saw Brandy's face be like, "Oh shit, I didn't hit him right." <laughs> yeah, you and know. Co- cool thing about this match, I thought, was the ending. Uh, Ortiz lost to a figure four, so he tapped, which is how yeah. you win blood or guts. Exactly. Um, which I really like within the wrestling match. Can you? Yes, it? I loved it. Um, and it gives Cody another way to win. Um, down the line, rather than using the crossroads every time. Yeah, it's also it's also the second or third time he's won with that figure four. And yeah. I think Arn obviously they were trying to put over Arn's teaching him how to use it the right way to make it even more of a finisher as opposed to just a transition. And so- it was cool because Ortiz didn't tap right away. He turned it, turned back, turned mm-hmm. it again, turned yeah. back again, then tapped. Yeah. Yeah, the only other thing I really kind of want to talk about from it is how do y'all feel about Lance Archer debuting this way? Because it's definitely like a different it. way that they, they've debuted a lot of people. Uh, I, I liked it. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, anyway. I liked it because you, you you can let Cody finish this blood and guts program and then go right into it. That's yeah, what I, was no, I, I agree, and I think it was a good way to actually – um, bring him in with Jake Roberts and and the way that he he um, made he distracted Cody was perfect as ways perfect as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so I haven't I haven't tattoo on his neck, but okay. I haven't watched a lot of Lance Archer. Um, is he good on the mic? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah. Promise he cut in New Japan before his match with Moxley were great. Um, and then I saw him here in the Indies. He had a great match um, back in 2015, 2015, 2016. No, he had a good match, a good uh, street fight with, um, with what's his name, um, Tommy Dreamer, which was pretty fun to watch in person and take pictures of. So, um, yeah, I, I just I do uh, hope that we don't get 
that kind of a fight with Cody. I don't know how he'll fare in a match type like that. Oh, some a- some AEW news we skipped. Um, they signed <laughs> a really hot, they signed a really hot free agent. Luther finally got a contract. I'll um, talk about AEW Dark later. Anyway, uh, yeah. Uh, so Chris Jericho posted a picture of it, which shows Chris Jericho just a good dude all around. Yeah, he yeah. he 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 knew him from a long while back. That's how he introduced him to Tony, and um, that him and uh, Jimmy Havoc are having a pretty good build up on Dark. That probably none of y'all watch. So I've been I've actually been reading because it interests me. Um, so I've been reading about it. It seems pretty cool, um, and. It, I heard they used a death triangle there too, which was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, right after their debut, actually. Yeah. So if you if you were like live at the show, you got to see them twice. So you had to see them promote themselves and then show how they are. Um, so, so moving on. After, uh, so after match, the match, yeah, post match, he got a, Cody got a beat down until Matt Jackson and Kenny Omega save. Um, and then Chris Jericho appeared in the in the Titatron and bowing to basically beat the sh- crap out of the elite at blood and guts mm-hmm. and then they rebuilt that the inner circle had attacked nick jackson and slammed the garage door on him which basically took nick jackson out of action um and yeah, definitely but, that's where they had but you don't know if the inner circle attacked him yeah they jericho basically said as much well Jer- jericho's also a prick he could say he attacked him and not just saw him laying there right i'm i don't i'm just i'm just saying because It'd be pers- such a cool. It'd be such a cool swerve if you find out it was actually Hangman that attacked him. For purposes of the show, we'll go with the inner circle attack him. But I agree with Moises' theory. It'd be a cool theory, I guess. Yeah, for sure. I, I, you know, I don't know. But I don't want it to be Hangman because Hangman is getting so over. I kind of wish that it's baby face. I kind, I kind of wish it was the older brother saying, "No, I saved you from teaming with this prick." Oh, ooh. Ooh, and splitting up the young bucks? Split young bucks. Yeah, oh, that's why not? I, I, I caught that. I, I actually want to see that because they've teased it a couple of times as well. So Yeah, they have. I guess some dissension the young bucks. Now, the question they is, they have, is they have, hey, why can't we win the titles? I, you know, yeah. I don't know. It'd be like uh, WrestleMania. Yeah, it also. I would say it's also a safe way to say, hey, we're the EVPs. We're going to keep ourselves away from tag titles. And the same way that Cody basically said, hey, I'm not, I'm never challenging for the heavyweight title. Why Chris Jericho was champion. So he didn't say that. No, no, ever, ever, ever. He can never, ever challenge for the title. That's why one of our first shows we talked about uh, the only way they can build it is if someone gets a title and they say, Cody, I respect you and I want to fight you you for the title. Well, John Moxley said that. Like John Moxley had hinted that he wanted a match with Cody. Too, John so. John Moxley. We'll talk about that when it happened. Uh, I have a, I have a point that really stood out to me there. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we go to the next match? So next match was the women's match, uh, women's tag match. Yeah, Chris Statlander and Sheeta, who is one of my favorites, versus Nyla, and a surprising B Priestley. Turned I up. like I like B Priestley. She's a little green in the ring still because. She missed a lot of spots. She's, she's way better than when she's been on the show before, though. She but looks. Geez, did you see like how she missed that turnbuckle spot like three times in a row? Yeah, yeah. I mean it's, it's a hard spot, but, and you know. and she needs to not kick anyone in the face. 
Because oh, she caused that concussion. She keeps doing that, yeah. I'm just saying she she's definitely green, but she did better here than she's done. Well, the timing was the timing was off on this match a little bit as well, so that kind of played into it. And then, yeah, I agree. Bay Priestley does need a little bit more ending work, um, but overall, Nyla will Nyla will be perfect because she can take those big hits. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, overall. Yeah, it was a decent match. Better, one of the better matches that the women have put on in AW. So it shows goes to show that AW is starting to improve their women's division. Still sucks, but you know. finished with a beast bomb on Stratlander, right? Yeah, on on Chris, on Chris Stratlander. Bia Priestley uh, attacks Nyla right after the match. Throws the belt at her. Was right. it on Sheeta? I think it was on Sheeta because her because her butt was showing because her. Yeah, because her butt was showing, because her thong came off. Kind and of. her, she did uh, right before that. She'd have had a. I, I'm gonna skip past that. Um, she'd have had that real big spot where she lifted up Nyla and does a, a what was it? A fishing fisherman bomb spot it, or something. It was uh, like a mix between a Samoan drop and a fisherman or something. It was yeah. real. real it was a Phoenix. Cool. It, it was a Phoenix splash. Was that what it was? Yeah, it was yeah. whatever. Whatever it was. Michinoku Driver is what it's called. Yeah, that's it. Uh, so, so, that, so that was really cool. Uh, and yeah, Bia Priestley and Nyla Rose, you can you can build it up until you figure out what you're going to do with uh, Swole and Britt Baker down the line. Yeah, yeah. This this did a good job of of at least giving us a storyline. Yeah, um, I like this forward. So it's it's pretty cool. Um, anytime the women have tag matches, I've noticed they do better job. Because there's more diversity within the match, so I and think there's more communication. I think I think there's more communication. Yeah, some of the other past tag matches have had, um, you know, like Riho and well, you know, whoever. It, communication out there for language reasons. So yeah, this uh, was Rio I mean, and so Baker. Do you think it's more of a so Angel? Do you think it's more of a communication issue as far as how the women's division go, or do you within feel like the, it just needs to be more? It needs to be more, more, or more of a roster. In ring wise. And yeah. wise, no, I don't think it's a communication issue because a lot of these people have worked together in the past. Um, I think it's just the way that they've been booking them. I mean, when like live well, live TV is a lot different than the indie because you got a hard yeah. camera and you got a bigger crowd and there's more sweat on the ropes and stuff. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This was this was it was good. It was a good match. At least they're doing some building. I think we can all agree. There's, there's I did like how they how they build. Yeah, uh, then we got a very funny spot for me. Uh, Christopher Daniels did a fake infomercial. Uh, oh, this was funny. I, I like this a lot, yeah. I've, this is one of the things I've loved so far about how AEW does their promos, but they kind of make poke fun at it. So Daniel said, you may have seen me in such things as this, such things as that. I'm here to tell you that there is no exalted one. SCU took down the Dark Order and... Now they, they're looking for a ways out. They haven't been the same since then. They started hot, and now look at them. So kind of poking fun at the fact that, hey, we know these guys didn't get as over as we wanted them to get. So it was a pretty funny little spot. But he said, yeah, there is no exalted one. Um, but then later in the show, they tease. Next week, next week there's going to be an exalted one. So I was like, uh, it might be just something fake or something, but. It was a cool little spot. Either that, or either, that they finna, either that or they finna bring in Matt Hardy for real for real. Well, next week is supposed to be also uh, Brody Lee because it was in Rochester, which is his hometown. Hometown. Obviously, it's not happening there now, so I don't know how that's going to affect the plans. But 
I'm <clears> but anyway, Aries is going to show up and be the exalted one. I, you know, I can see it in so many ways now, which is good. And at the same time, I just want them to kind of get to it. I don't know if I'm kind of hoping it's. It. I'm kind of hoping it's not Matt Hardy now. You know, yeah. because um, a lot of, <laughs> one of my one of my one of my favorite podcasters, Justin Labar, was saying Matt Hardy's going to be such a white hot baby face that maybe this isn't a role for him. You know? Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Um, I don't think there's much else to say about that. Um, do we? Do we, is there anything? To the fact that maybe he thinks Dark Order's lying. Do any of y'all think that? No, I think uh, there is an exalted one. Uh, I think there is. Okay, gotcha. So uh, next match was MJF and the Butcher and the Blade versus Jurassic Express. This was so fun. It was, and then uh, that was a fun match. Our, our ref Aubrey played a good part in this when um, when the Butcher and Blade were holding MJF while he had uh, Luchasaurus in that lock, and she kicked him after the <laughs> she count. kicks him. Aubrey is awesome. And then, and then the bunny played a good part as well. I think they did something happened between her and Jungle Boy that, um, that the bunny actually that MJ mm-hmm. that the uh, that Jungle Boy kind of tweeted towards her and uh, got some got got a little reaction from the bunny. So, and then uh, there was also that spot with Marco Stunt that was kind of awkward. Like it looked like Marco Stunt was like gonna. It seemed like he was gonna kiss her, but it just kind of stayed there. And that's Marco's think, character, like backstage too. Is some of his interviews, he pretends like I'm gonna go after this chick, and Jungle Boy's like, "Stop, she's mine." And then Luchasaurus like, "Dad, both of y'all quit it." This was yeah, all Luchasaurus's birthday, by the way. He's 65 million years old. Um, yeah, cool match. Um, I wish, I wish they would have done more of the offense on uh, Jungle Boy or Marco, uh, just because Luchasaurus is such a beast. Um, but like yeah, that. good match. Um, ended with MJF pinning Marco. He uh, salt of the Marco. earth armbar, basically uh, on Marco stunt. And Marco tapped quick. Oh my! Oh, God. very quick. It really puts it over. Um, MJF is is great. And like, Marco, Marco, and Jungle Boy seem like the type of dudes that hang out with MJF. So, like, I feel like the chemistry's there. I can see that MJF. The way he kind of structures his match, I hope it doesn't get old because he is kind of that same, hey, I'm going to start the match kind of like this. It's going to go slow. And it ties know. into his character. Also. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, but yeah. but when you think about it, if you stick with the same thing over and over again, it does get old to the point yeah. where people right. are like, you need to do something new. <laughs> and we've seen him character. do some other – yeah, I was saying we've seen him do some different stuff. This is a big comparison, but Piper kept his stuff the same all throughout. Yeah, I could. I mean, he's so and, good. he's an adventure. You, know, you know what? And, and, and now that you bring Piper, uh, Roddy Piper, MJF kind of does remind me of a young Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. He's doing yeah, all he, the skits too. Like he's doing the the flare walk and stuff too, though. You know, may, maybe on about it. Maybe someone from WWE will watch and learn how to use EC3 down the line. Um, okay, next match. I think next, um, next we had a, the promo, right, between yeah. Britt and Swole? Yeah, Darby, so had quick, Darby had a quick little video. Uh, yeah. Britt Baker brings basically just crowd tags, you know, hey, y'all don't have alcohol in Utah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Big Swole shows up, though. This is the second storyline they're trying to build up for the women's division. 
Uh, pretty good little teases. I like them. But do y'all? Is it too on the nose for the? No, I like. I liked it. <laughs> I like the the only person people care about is your boyfriend and your family. And she's like, I'm married, Harry. baby. I, I like that. Hey, yeah. hey. That was pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, saying, not. obviously, we're kind of all in the know. But there's people that are not, that are maybe more casual viewers who are just right. like, who are they talking about? You don't think so? And then it might hurt them if they Google it and they're like, oh, Big Schwoll's husband is on WWE. Let me watch his match. Or when he doesn't have matches on there, uh, he faced Riddick Moss on Raw, remember, and lost easily. So still got TV time. One like one minute, and, and, and their match and the match and their match was actually better than a women's match in AEW. So <laughs> there, there was one. It was a tag match, and that's not true. You're just trying to be funny. No, anyway, it's true. <laughs> Britt grabs the coffee, throws it on Big Swole. Cool. We have a second storyline for the women's division. Thank God. And it's one that I'm actually interested. I like, you know what? I, I like, I like Big Swole. This will be a cool, cool match. Uh, we got the debut next of Death Triangle, which mm-hmm. these, these guys are awesome. And then Joey Janela and Private Party. Uh, um, cool. A lot of cool spots in this match. The silly string DDT. Um, the Joey Janela diving to the outside. Um, ended up with Joey Janela getting the black arrow and losing after and after a Penta pile driver. The yeah, after the Penta pile driver, and then they hooked on the death triangle move, which I think kind of looks awkward. It's uh, someone, whoever it was on the bottom left, uh, Ray Phoenix was getting his on probably Janela because Janela's you know, Janela, dude. He but was yeah. probably honestly, Janela's probably out of it after the pile driver, probably. It was. It's a cool move. It's basically a uh, three uh, golden. What is that shit? Triangle. Uh, no, not <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is. Uh, dragon. It's like three dragon. Dragon. Three, three, dragon yeah. holds. Um, but it's a cool move. I liked the way Death Triangle looked in this match. Yeah, yeah and then the, then you had the best friend and Orange Cassidy come out, run them off, and you see Orange Cassidy falling behind. And yeah. it looks like Penta's gonna attack him, and he just rolls into range. Yeah, I, but I, but you know what though, I do. But I, uh, I don't, I don't care what. Whenever I see these in the tag team match, I can never cut out Private Party though, because they always, for some odd reason, they always give you some sort of excitement, especially when well, they all up in the air. And stuff. They're good. Um, they're very they're good. Yeah, but kind of kind of green. Yeah, but very very good. Uh, I love their silly string move and the. Uh, Gin right. and, and juice that they do, yeah, like great oh, move. Spot. Speaking of spots, the gin and juice, but uh, Cassidy, I think, was out, and so <laughs> Janella does a, a Death Valley driver instead on the other end, which is a pretty cool spot. Um, then we got Dustin Rhodes promo, and I, I think it was cool. He was good for him. Hangman's doing some stuff outside. Sean Spears video applications. Do y'all know any of these guys outside of why? Um, the one dude we, me and you talked about last week, the one from mm-hmm. uh, that's what I'm talking about. Why? Here's why. Yeah. Um, a, a lot know? of you liked a lot of you like Mr. Ego a lot from what I showed you. Um, but yeah, no, yeah. I don't. You know who I think would be a great tag team partner for him, and we joked about this. I think Austin Aries would be a great tag team partner for him. They have someone in mind, but it's pretty cool to see 
that they did those video packages. We should have put uh, you on there, Moise and uh, Elias. One of y'all two. Uh, that would be good. cool. You won't take yeah. that big check? I'm good. All right, I'll take it for you. I mean, um, I, I take it. I just don't want to. I mean, I wouldn't mind being with Sean Spears if I got to meet Peyton Royce. Uh, oh, you know? I'll, I'll eat all the pins. I don't care. I'll, I'll, I'll take every pin. I'll become the Sammy of the group. That's fine. Wow. Um, I love Sammy, but he keeps getting pinned. Um, then we had JR interviewing Mox. I think, Moise, you had something to say about this. Yeah. Yes. Um, you guys said it with Bill uh, D. talked about Cody a lot. I think they really highlighted Hager here. Um, I think Hager's going to be the match at double or nothing. Or all of what, what are the, What's the next one? All in. All in. All yeah, all I, think, in. I, I think it's going to be Hager Moxley. I don't think it's going to be Jericho Mox again. I think Hager's an in-between. Before, uh, oh, maybe yeah, because there's such a big gap. Now we don't know what's happening with the coronavirus either, so we'll see what happens with this. Yeah, Allen's pretty far away, but yeah, he's like an in-between guy, just like how Jericho had Jungle Boy for a little bit as a tease and some other stuff. But also, does this do something where like Jericho's like, I don't want Hager to win the belt. He's my side guy, basically. There's some storyline stuff there that's pretty cool. So uh, yeah, I, I eventually thought it was gonna happen when Jericho turns on Sammy, but yeah, it might be Hager. Yeah, it'd yeah. be. But I mean, obviously Hager's a quiet guy. He's not really got charisma to him. I don't know. How this is yeah, but I think, but I think Hager got the physique. I think that's why they probably don't. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We Plus, obviously, people. something decent. How about that? Plus, obviously, as far as the <clears throat> Hager and Moxie both study through MMA, so. It's a cool little promo segment. Um, next, we had the uh, final match of the night. The was Hangman and a, and Dustin Rhodes, who didn't expect versus Christian yep. Sammy Guevara, with basically four thousand people at ringside. Yeah, uh, Brandy are are Brandy and QT walked Dustin out, mm -hmm. but they left. Um, yeah, Santana and Ortiz were on the outside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Hager wasn't on the outside, right? Or Hager he was. was. Hager was. Um, yeah, he was on the outside. This was a really fun match. I thought it, uh, the ending was the ending was kind of quick, but I liked it. Um, I'm tired of Sammy taking the pins. Yeah. Um, Jared, the, only, the, the pin. only the only thing that took away from this match is that it ended just when we talk about repetitiveness because with the same with WWE. Um, it's starting to get repetitive as well with having the inner circle um, ha have that that heel victory at the end of the show because like think about it last week they put um, Moxley through the oh. table and then this week they took out um, Matt Jackson and Hangman Page and sat on the chair. Yeah, it's looking kind of it's looking kind of NWOish right now. You know how they will come off as a pack of wolves every time they lose a match mm -hmm. and all of a sudden. I mean, yeah. there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Don't get me wrong, but when you look at the aspect, not all of it, the time though. It, it's it, they're not doing the fifty-fifty booking. Um, they're doing more of the all right. We're gonna let, um, we're gonna let the inner circle get the, get the advantage on this one, um, and it's going on two weeks in a row. I think more than two weeks in a row. I think they've been doing it for a while. Oh, but, I know. Right. I don't want fifty-fifty booking. Well, I mean, at least let something happen where it's like. Okay, it gives you a glimpse of the inner circle not being too dominant, but, but at the same time, them being getting outsmarted, and it doesn't feel that way any, right now. 
the storyline right. the storyline here doesn't call for that though because the in the the elite are all in disarray they're all on their own thing uh you know so i i think this makes perfect sense the way that this happened that's just me but you know i mean because obviously uh you know we talk about basically post-match uh kenny tries to come in to make a save but he's got a broken hand uh eventually basically i, I didn't i didn't like that because when kenny's punching people with a cast it should do be more effective than yeah well, he's, he's kind of trying to do like this because he didn't want to hurt him yeah right i get what you're saying um but yeah eventually um matt comes out makes the save and flicks off hangman <clears throat> yeah but because of that because of that little turn it gives inner circle the time to come back around and and take advantage of the situation. So it would have been cool if, and it's kind of contradicting what I said earlier, but it would have been cool if like, you know, they had that little bromance moment between Kenny and Matt, where he's like, or Nick, where he's like, all right, you saved me. Cool. You know, dap it up and then get beat up again. You know, Mm -hmm. it's more long-term than that though. Yeah. But I, I, I just, I just hope, I just hope it doesn't continue to build to where we get the same ending every week. Well, we right. got two weeks to get to the blood and guts match, so we'll see what the storyline goes from there. But I, I like the fact that Inner Circle standing tall because there is a storyline reason for them to be, because the elite don't want to work together very well. Excuse me. So that was my thought on it. No, that's respectable. Yep. Uh, overall, I mean. They've just set such a high standard, both of these shows, NXT and AEW, that this feels like we're kind of negative on this show, but this was a good show. Yeah, no, 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 no. no? Don't, get, don't, don't get it wrong. It's like, crazy. I mean, both it was shows, a decent shows, show, and... Now, I honestly feel that NXT had a better show this week than AEW, um, but it was yeah. both of them more entertaining, in my opinion, regardless to the fact of who who we thought had a better show. Um, both of them delivered on what they're supposed to deliver on storyline continuation on both. Um, I think I, it's building perfectly to what they're building with the storylines. Um, I have, I mean, I like the nitpick stuff, so you know that's my nit oh, yeah. takeaway from it. So you know, I mean, I, and at I, the end of the day, Elias, I just want the ratings to rip to. To reflect what we see on AEW and NXT. That's all. Well, it, I mean, I don't care about the ratings anymore because it's 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 obviously you know because like, AEW keeps winning. Doesn't matter. I mean, it's it when you look at it. NXT has a NXT has a NXT has a solid following. AEW has a solid following. Right. AEW, the AEW is the one that keeps going up and down like a roller coaster. So it tells you that people do both. tune into both, both tune both tune into NXT and AEW. So both went of, down because of the coronavirus thing yesterday. So yeah. So I mean, regardless of that, it was a good show from both brands. Um, I'm excited to see what they're doing next week or how if things happen next week. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Good um, show. Just uh um all right. Just a uh, off topic of wrestling. Um, headed into the hookah part of it, um, the the flavor ban is still being talked about um, in California. So, for those who don't know, um, California is trying to ban flavored tobacco. Uh, okay. Somebody's somebody's audio is um, sounding a little. Somebody's audio. It's not me. Um, 
no, but um, yeah, no. Uh, Hookah Chamber in California is uh, set up to try to fight the ban, the flavor ban. So, um, if you're a hookah enthusiast and watching our show, go to the who can go to um either groups, uh, Hookah John Circle of Friends, Hookah University, the Hookah Lounge, either or, and find more information about the Hookah Chamber. Uh, support and join the fight and um join the fight in trying to prevent this flavor ban from happening in California. Yeah, and Germany banned all mint flavors, and uh, the Middle East the Middle East has closed down all legal lounges for two weeks because of coronavirus. That's a legit reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In Italy, yeah. So, but yeah, no. Um, anything else we got, guys? Before we log off for the day, I was just gonna say, uh, real quick, before anything, if if we. It sounds like we're still going to have shows next week, but moving forward, um, are we thinking about doing something different? Yeah, uh, I was talking to you guys about it. Um, we're probably going to do some talk. If if there is a wrestling hiatus, which I don't know how Vince McMahon will live if that happens, um, yeah. we will we will probably be doing some top five, some ent- some top five entrance music, uh, doing like a little 20-minute segment. We'll still be weekly. Like maybe like a twenty minute segment on our top five entrance songs, or top five finishers, or top five matches in the last ten years, top five matches of all time. Just so you guys can get to know a little bit. That needs to be built up. Yeah, just some stuff. Maybe some fancy booking. Yeah, you'll see. You'll see. You'll see us like weekly still. That was it. That was it. Yeah, as long as one of us doesn't get Corona, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, don't speak that into existence. Yeah, I'm a knock on wood on. Uh, yeah, I'm Elias, and yeah, you're over there in Dallas, safe and sound. Hey, we got three cases here too, bro. We have a whole rodeo shut down. Anyway, that's the end of the show today, guys. Elias, <laughs> you want to take us out? Yeah, man. No, but uh, follow us on uh, Facebook, Cougarist Podcast. We will be having a name change. We're going to actually name change our, our, our podcast to something else. We'll let you know what it is. Um, But at, at, in the meantime, follow us at Cougarist Podcast on Instagram as well. Um, From the Cougarist Podcast crew, we are out. Peace. Peace.